Welcome to the Fantastic 50, a new series from Geeks United. We'll be featuring one superhero or villain from every state in the Union. And Canada, don't think we forgot about you. We will also be featuring one from every province and territory north of the border. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. The Fantastic 50, Connecticut's Norman Osborn, a.k.a. The Green Goblin. Everyone knows about the Green Goblin, but just how much do you actually know about Norman Osborn? Born in New Haven, Connecticut to a wealthy industrialist, Amberson Osborn, Norman was destined for great things. In college, he studied chemistry, business administration, and chemical engineering. Also, he met his future wife, Emily, who he would go on to have a son with named Harry Osborne. After college, Norman, along with his former college professor, Mendel Strom, founded Oscorp Industries, with him as CEO and president of the company. It became a huge success and helped Norman gain enormous wealth. However, his wife became ill and died soon after their son Harry was barely even a year old. The fallout from her death caused Norman to focus more on his work while emotionally neglecting Harry. Hungry for more power at Oscorp, Norman frames his partner Mendelstrom for embezzlement, resulting in his arrest and his shares of the company being sold to Osborne, giving him complete control. While investigating his former mentor's work, Norman discovers an experimental formula that is supposed to give the subject superhuman strength and intelligence, but in an attempt to create that serum, it suddenly turned green and exploded in his face. The result of the accident caused what it was intended to do by giving Osborne the strength and intelligence that he desired, but it also had a side effect. Insanity. That was the day the Green Goblin was born. From here, the main goal of Norman Osborn was to become the leader of all organized crime in New York City as the Green Goblin. And the way he saw he would be able to do that would be by defeating Spider-Man. This led to the classic rivalry that we all know and love today. For years, Spider-Man and the Green Goblin would clash many times with neither knowing just how close they actually were to each other. The reason? was because Spider-Man's alter ego, Peter Parker, was best friends with Norman Osborn's son, Harry. This all came to a head once Norman discovered Peter's secret identity as Spider-Man and used that to his advantage by kidnapping Peter's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, and taking her to the Brooklyn Bridge. During the fight between Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, Gwen was knocked off the bridge and during her fall, the attempt of Spider-Man to save her inadvertently broke her neck and killed her instantly. Filled with rage, Spider-Man tracked the Green Goblin to his hideout, and in the ensuing battle, Osborn is impaled by his own glider, and that was the end of Norman Osborn. Or was it? You see, we all know how that story goes, but there's a lot more to it. It turns out that the serum that gave Norman his enhanced strength and intelligence 
also had another side effect, a healing factor, which cured his mortal wounds and brought him back to life. He went on to fake his own death and live in hiding while behind the scenes still making life miserable for Peter Parker. This went on for years until he made his presence known once more to manipulate Peter into thinking that he has been a clone for years. But after a lot of convoluted events, it's proven that Peter was the original all along. Look, the whole Spider-Man clone saga is a beast within its own, and I can't really go into all of it here. Uh, the most important part about it is that Norman Osborn is alive again in the end. But let's look at a few things that Norman has done ever since he's been back. After his return, Osborn distanced himself from the Green Goblin persona and regains his seat atop of Oscorp. His power only grew from there in the Marvel Universe. During the events of Civil War, Osborn becomes the leader of the superhero team the Thunderbolts. Soon after, while the Earth is being taken over by a secret Skrull invasion, Osborn shoots and kills their queen and uses that popularity to become the director of the paramilitary force Hammer. Then, soon after, he founds the Dark Avengers, where he dons the moniker the Iron Patriot. He also teams up with Loki to invade Asgard, which at the time was at the outskirts of Broxton, Oklahoma. From there, he blows up Soldier Field in Chicago, sure, changes his name to the Super Adaptoid, declares himself the head of world security, and has the Avengers arrested for war crimes. Look, to quote Captain America, I can go all day, but let's move on for one minute from his comic book exploits. Did you know that according to the legendary comic artist Steve Ditko, Stan Lee's original idea for the Green Goblin was to have a man be someone with a film crew while filming on location in Egypt only to find an ancient sarcophagus. Inside would be this demon called the Green Goblin. Thankfully, Ditko changed that into our favorite Connecticut supervillain that we all know and love today. Norman Osborn has also been betrayed in the movies two times. First by Willem Dafoe in the 2002 Spider-Man film, and then again in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 in 2012 by Chris Cooper. Norman Osborn was also portrayed in the 1987 live adaptation of Spider-Man's Wedding at Shea Stadium in 1987. Yeah, that was a thing, and it's on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, who could forget Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the Broadway musical? It is something. Uh, the costume design is its pretty interesting. So if you want to see exactly what that was, you can go to YouTube and check that out as well. It is, like I said, something. So there you have it, Connecticut. Hang your head high knowing that one of the most evil characters who exist in the Marvel Universe was born in your state. Congratulations! <laughs>